Welcome to the Milwaukee Music Report, a place where we hear musicians' stories and discussions about the music industry today. In today's episode, we have Zach Wilcox, formerly of the band Echo Heights. Zach discusses how Echo Heights formed and what the music industry was like for him as a high schooler. And we also discuss the problem of the music streaming industry with artists today. Yeah, so I was in a band starting my junior year of high school for about three or four years. And um, it was a really good experience and just a fun kind of side project outside of school to do with a good buddy of mine and yeah it was just something that we did for a while and ended up signing with a kind of small time label in LA and it was just kind of a cool experience to have. Yeah uh, what what label did you sign with then from LA? We signed with a small label called Concord Entertainment. For a, was that like a kind of a weird experience for you being a high schooler having to like go through the music industry at such an early age? It was just odd kind of experiencing the bureaucracy of it all and kind of figuring out the weird steps that people jump through before they become more experienced with things like that. And it was pretty weird, kind of the posturing that industry people would do, especially when you're young and they know that you don't really know what you're doing. So yeah, it was a pretty weird experience. I know you and your former bandmate, Taylor, you guys have post YouTube videos. Is that kind of how you guys got discovered? I would say that is kind of how we got discovered. We had a few people reach out to us just because they stumbled upon our YouTube channel, but Taylor also was pretty diligent in terms of sending out the videos that we had recorded and that we had posted out to YouTube to A&R scouts in all kinds of different places, so that was another big vein in which people learned about the music that we were making, and I think that's a pretty common way to do it. Like many artists signed to a record label, Echo Heights had their own Spotify account, and their own YouTube account. This is the way how many artists get paid. But Zach's case is a little different. Personally, I never ended up seeing any money. Really? Uh, no. The whole streaming industry is really, really interesting, and it's kind of weird and complicated, where to me it seems like you kind of need some kind of third-party sponsor if you want to get your product, kind of your content, onto these places. So for us, the label handled all that. I It was completely out of my hands. And then I don't know what went on financially behind the scenes there. It was not a very long-term thing, so that's part of it for sure. It's really interesting because when I did research on like putting stuff on Spotify or iTunes or something like that independently, if you were just you know an unsigned artist, it's like what I found is that it's really similar to something like you know, how like GoDaddy or Squarespace or yeah. things like that have website platforms and then it's like, okay, you pay us $20 a month and we'll have a hub for you that you put all your stuff on and then any money that you make off of that and the marketing you do yourself and the money that you make from your streams is yours to have, but you give us this flat rate. So there's kind of some weird jumps that you, you don't just kind of go on and say, I would like an iTunes account and this is my name and these are the things that I'm posting. So it's weird. And I never really understood it because I didn't actively do it, but I don't know, it's weird. Not getting paid did not necessarily bother Zach, as he and Taylor were 
pretty much in it for, you know, the fun. I think that was part of the reason we didn't really delve into it too much. I know, I mean, I would be hard-pressed to assume that the reason we didn't find money was on YouTube's end or something. I know our ad, our our content was monetized. We had ads, so I'm sure that some money went somewhere because yeah. of that. Just never to us specifically, so I'm sure it went to the label and... I doubt they made much off us specifically. To be, I, yeah. or if anything, I'm sure they put more money into putting the stuff onto the internet than they made off of it. But personally, we didn't see any. No. In a 2015 article from The Verge, they say Spotify admits the average per stream payout to rights holders lands somewhere between .006 and .0084 cents per play. To put that in perspective. I listened to the song Redbone by Childish Gambino 54 times in the last year. And if you times that by .0084, I technically only paid 45 cents to listen to that 54 times for a whole entire year. And Childish Gambino doesn't even get all of that money. He has to share that with his rights holders. So is that fair? You know, I have I have a really hard time considering myself a... Uh, you know, any more valid of a person to voice an opinion on that than you, because I really don't know. I don't have, like, I obviously have sort of this basis of experience, but I don't really have any more experience than you in terms of how the monetization works, obviously, and whether it's fair or whether it's not, I don't know. I think that it's somewhat of a viable platform, but I think one of the things in the music industry that's been true forever, whether through streaming or not, is that actual album record sales the insane amount of that money the vast majority just goes to the labels and not to the artists themselves i know that the artists usually make money from touring and yeah things of that sort so i don't know that it's necessarily a streaming issue it's just that's what the music industry has been apparently forever so i don't know it's kind of weird all right In the next episode, we'll see how Congress is trying to shake up the music streaming industry. And we'll see how that affects the customers of these music streaming services. And that was today's report.